Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? How is it going? Amber, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, fantastic. Uh, uh, my guest, uh, Ed Larson's not here. It is Amber, the other, other co-host of The Brighter Side. I'm so excited to have you here because I always do these with Ed. Mm. And we're always like, we need to get Amber in on these. And um, I just think it's great that you were able to come in town and, uh, you know, help us find the brighter side of everybody's fucking shitty garbage problems. I love it. I love being here. <laughs> I don't know how this works, but I'm here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is, well, this is all we do, it okay? It looks different. It does look different. Ed grew brass. Ed, looks <laughs> Ed curled his hair. Uh, Ronnie Dykes is here for the Pussy Jam. Ronnie Dykes, of course, definitely a roundtable fan. Um... And thank you, thank you for the subs, by the way, coming in. We're recording this uh, live uh, also for um, uh, for the actual episode release for Brighter Side uh, at some point. What's um, in the cups? Vodka, baby. Vodka, baby. Definitely my morning vodka. I am. We are drinking coffee black, and you drink your coffee black? Because I felt bad because I didn't have any milk or almond oh, milk or nothing. I cut out milk and sugar in my coffee, and I lost like five pounds. Um, it's just extra bullshit you don't need. Yeah, I was yeah. doing. I was drinking my coffee black. I got used to it. I still like a little, a little bit of something in there, but mm. um, I just ran out. But when I was trying intermittent fasting, which yeah. didn't work for me because of the late night drinking, you know. Mm. So I was like, "Why? Well, I'm not even really doing this right. I'm just fucking doing sort of it and then drinking all my calories, like at, you know, after hours, like." That so I'm that's when to. you like don't eat breakfast and then you eat a bigger yeah, lunch you or... like don't eat till two and you like cut yourself off at like eight p.m. Yeah, that's horrible. Don't yeah. do that. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of wor- like I mean it was kind of wor- now I just don't eat till two or whatever anyways because I just forget to eat and I drink coffee. But is your metabolism all fucked up? Or- uh, I don't even. I mean, I'm off of it now. Now I'm just exercising and trying to good. stay away from what... I mean, I don't know. Dude. You I'm, good? You think? I yeah. feel like I'm bigger than I've ever been. No, you could be a model. I could be a model, but that's because they're plus-size models now, so we can just, <laughs> like, do that now. Um, Amber, thank you again for joining. Amber just came back from upstate. Do you want to tell us about it, and then we'll talk about something bad that we can find the brighter side of, and then we're going to, of course, bring it to you guys, so get your brighter side uh, uh, issues prepped Get them ready. We'll get to them in just a little bit. But Amber, first of all, uh, tell us about your journey. Well, I I took a bus to upstate New York, 
and I had to visit the craziest friend I have. She like talks to dead people. Yes. Uh, and she makes sprays in her own soaps. <laughs> and she has like an empath spray. She pray, sprays herself every time she leaves the house. But she'll just be like, oh, hold on, I have to get my empath spray. Because she'll get it. Because then if she like finds a Trump supporter in the wild, she'll just become <laughs> ferocious and try to like claw their eyes out if she doesn't get her essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it's fun, but I went to Woodstock, and I felt weird going in there. Like, you feel like you're in a Stranger Things kind of town, mm. and uh, the people were really weird, and then come to find out, it's an old Native American burial ground. Oh, that's fun. So they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. Yeah, the bodies are all under there. <laughs> and at the bus depot where it drops us off, there's all these, like, people that are kind of weird, you know, that just kind of hang out and smoke cigarettes and yell at you. Uh-huh. And that's where they're all buried. Yeah. That's what always happens. <laughs> Just find each other, other, collaborate. That's so beautiful. That is is the brighter side of an Indian (laughs) burial ground. Um, uh, uh, What was I going to say? Kay Brown says, intermittent fasting is how I lost over 100 pounds. It's legit. And I have heard it works really well. I just think that I have to full stop quit drinking in order to have it actually work for me. Mm. Because if not, I just, I'm drinking is what I do in the hours after I was supposed to stop. And there, unfortunately, are calories in alcohol. But wine, like a glass of red wine. Doesn't matter, yes. dude. It's calorie. You have to stop. You have to hard stop no. at like a certain time. So I that just... because then your body's just like eating itself. Mm. Hey, blow your dad. Thank you for the five dollars. Going to work in a minute, but have a great stream, guys. Thank you so much. Um, I like a nice glass of red wine and some crusty bread and some mm. cheese. Isn't I like. Nice? I like a crusty gutter punk with like a little bit of like a sprinkle mm. of marijuana it's flakes. Like, you're not my dad. <laughs> uh, so. Um, do you have any gripes, any grip, any gruffs? I, I would say before going in, um, I said to you, I was like, I'm actually in an ecstatic mood right now. I am too. Uh, things have been going, I think, pretty well for me. I don't mean to bum you guys out, chat. But I guess I will say, um, with every wonderful thing happening, of course, the latest thing was uh, uh, getting to go to SNL and, and see my uh, favorite uh, pop lady live. And also Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Fleabag. I don't know if you've seen Fleabag yet. I don't but don't Host. Oh, my God. You need yeah. to get it watched on your phone. Mm, I don't know. I like being dumb. <laughs> You do, do you not watch a lot of television? No, I don't have a TV at all. Oh. I just sit in silence, and I think water, and I think about myself. Right, and right. I mean, you're, you're a true blue stand-up. This is the problem yeah. with stand-ups, though. You guys don't have hobbies. No, and I need a hobby that yeah. isn't drinking, so I've been learning Spanish. Oh, that's right. Maybe that's why I even thought of that, because I saw, I remember your post. Yeah. But it's so true, unless, it, it's, except for, like, watching professional wrestling, like, I feel like most comics, but that's why you guys, I mean, you guys are workhorses, you know what I mean? And and, and part of that is being what you were just talking about, introspective and everything yeah, like thinking that. thinking about my life, and I, I was just really depressed for many years, and I would oh, just yeah. be like, yeah, I'm still watching, and then Netflix was just playing all day, and I'm like, right. what did I do? Oh, okay, so you had to pull back. I that's pull different. Back. Yeah, I was like, I could have learned a new language, a new skill, a new hobby, but instead I just watched The Simpsons, like, the right. whole thing. Right, right, you know? the whole, and that's kind of a little bit of my problem. I mean, what I did was, this is maybe the brighter side of having that kind of addiction, though. It's harder to do, I think, with a a Netflix binging addiction, but turned my addiction, my hobby addiction, into my work. Babe, with this beautiful TV. Yeah, with this crazy whole thing, right? With the whole situation. Can you say something to us in Spanish? Uh, uh, Un poquito hablo español. You do not speak a lot of Spanish. That's it! Yes. I took a little bit, and I was terrible at it in high school. 
so for me, um, last cool thing was doing SNL. Some other cool things on the rise. I think we might be uh, uh, page seven and Wisdom Bruiser. I think are going to do a live show in LA in December. So I hope that you're there for that. Will you be in December, I will like be there. early December in LA? Why not? Uh, that would be great um, to hang. And um, I got laid the other night. That's you got laid like, the other night. That's crazy. Yeah, I went That's to a bar in New York you. City and I found a man. And <laughs> it's all about putting it out in the universe. Right. You know what I mean, I was like, God, I want to be with a have sex with a very nice man. <laughs> <laughs> with a nice one this time. Not one of those garbagey ones. Not an asshole. <laughs> and uh, we went back to this place and then boned to like Leonard Skinner, like Southern Rock, because he's from Georgia. And uh-huh. I was like, I love Southern Rock. And we just like boned to Southern That's Rock. That's great. Like, it was That's great. so good. And Lover, though. You said you also to Lover, the song, Taylor Swift song. Oh, did I? Oh, no, no, it was to Simple Man. To Simple I thought we were talking about Lover. I get so confused so easily. I just want everyone to make love to the song Lover. Okay. You can still find Minute Bars, Asmobo. Amber found a pussy jam. She found the pussy jam that Ryan Dykes, I think, was searching for. So that's really amazing. That's good. You Uh, put it out in the universe and God responds. (laughs) And he's like, I'll find you a dice dick. You know what? I said the same thing at the beginning of this year. And instead of like a resolution, I mean, it's like, like, if you're going to do a resolution, you know what? I'm changing my tune on this. Do a resolution, but make it a fun one. So at the beginning of this year, I said, I want to travel more and I want to go to more concerts. Wonderful. Because 2018 was like my hermit year. I was like home, just playing video games, loving life, but like living on my own schedule, like not, you know. You know, I think I was just so worn out from having being pulled this way and that all over the city for so long, having yeah. like the day job on top of all the other stuff. And then finally I was able to like not leave the house as much as possible. Well, working in an office, I would rather put a gun to my Yes. And that's where I got to. That is yeah. where I got to. And it was very, very troubling. Yeah. And, um, and so I had to like get out of that. Um, but what was I going to say? I was going to say this. I was going to say... Uh, with all of these great things going on, um, and yes, I did get to travel more. I went to New Orleans this year, which is fucking oh, yeah. amazing. What did you do in New Orleans? Uh, we went on like a little mini uh, uh, honeymoon. Oh. Yeah, it was really lovely. And uh, we... Did you go to the French Quarter? Oh, yeah. We we stayed in the French Quarter, We but we, we uh, yeah, we hung out at Frenchman Street a lot, which is where all the music... Yeah. Good mu- it's kind of the way to get like just a little outside of... The bullshit and like enjoy yeah Yeah. and and a little more like it's just bands and stuff but I was in New Orleans and I was staying in my brother's attic and a woman was murdered in that yeah I bet she was and then I was was one of the most haunted places I've ever been and I'm not like a spooky haunted guy like that place fucking is fucking haunted so I walked in the room and I was like all right I'm a visitor I'm just gonna play good music and I'll be out of your hair I'm not living here (laughs) yeah and so nobody bothered me but then one day I was packing out my purse for the day and I was like, all oh, right, I forgot a woman was murdered in here. And the door that was open just slammed shut. Yeah. So you was just like reminding me. And I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, I won't forget that you died. Right. You do need to, re- it's like, it's not just about being low key. Like there is a kind of a purpose. Yeah. To, you know, she was they're... chained to the wall and suffocated and starved to death. Speaking wow. of intermediate fasting. Yeah. So there you go. She had her own little intermediate fasting. <laughs> um, so I guess my like gripe or grump would just be that uh, this has been also, while all this amazing stuff's been going on, you have to balance the, do you believe in the balancing kind of thing? Absolutely. I really believe in it too. And this whole year is also weirdly, you know, as much as it's been the year of like excitement and great evenings and success in my career stuff happening there's also it's been the year of death and there's been so much death of course luger the biggest one kevin um but then also you know my grandmother my aunt my uh my my uh parents dog uh and um i don't know uh the brighter side 
I got to know them. Well, I loved them while they were alive, all of them. How you did know? Dog die? Was it like I miss Holden? It was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. He said Iris Rolden, and then just literally just no. It was um. I think he love him enough. I think she'd had she please <laughs> Bitsy died. I think she had like heart stuff or whatever. I mean, the brighter side of that is my parents have another had two dogs. Oh, so, so um, but here's a crazy concept too, though, was the idea of like. I was talking to my brother, and, and uh, after he had talked to them, he was like, yeah, um, they're, uh, what was I going to say? They're, they're like, pretty much know that, like, this bl- last dog they have, though, will pro- will be their last dog. Really? Which, isn't that a wild concept? They're not going to get another dog? Well, they're much older, and this other, but well, this other dog's still alive, and mm-hmm. it's young. So, assuming the dog lasts a while, isn't that an odd feeling when you're that old that you're like, oh, this will be my last car? This will be my last, like, kind of knowing those things a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't think I would do that. I think I would just be like, keep it on going on. Keep it on going on. And get then, get a new car every other week just to make sure it's not your last one. <laughs> yeah, and then one day the lights go out. <laughs> uh, do you have anything uh, that you have a grump or a grimp to talk about before we get into chat's grimpy grumps? A grump or a grimp. And chat, get your about. grimp grumps ready. Get your things to find the brighter side of. That's the name of the game for Brighter Side Live. Whatever you got going on in your life, whether it's big, whether it's small, yeah. if, you're, if you're fucking bullshits uh, dying or if it's just that you stubbed your toe, we just want to try to find the brighter side of it in a humorous and fun manner yeah. with Brighter Side podcast co-host Amber Nelson, please. Uh, a gripe, I would say, is people being very judgmental. Ooh. And I feel like I can, I can feel it. You know, Anything you specific? sense it. Yeah. I Do you feel like, it from chat right now? Do you think of judging? No, it? no, no. Like uh, <laughs> judging me. <laughs> I was in Woodstock and we were at a bar and I just felt like uh, these kind of basic people were just being very judgmental, mm-hmm. very like, what are they doing in here? Right. And I'm like, there's no. Why are you judgmental? You know. Well, Calm we were down. we yeah. were just talking about what the weirdness I've gone through since I became a Taylor Swift fan. And also, like, I just started being like, oh, I have enough money now. I don't have a lot of money now, but I have enough money to get, like, fun T-shirts and stuff. And so I got, like, this ICP T-shirt. I with love the, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, but I, like, have a moment when I put it on, like that or a Taylor Swift T-shirt. That I have three Taylor Swift T-shirts. Right before I leave the apartment, I'm just like, I free, I'm like, should I wear this today? Do I want to deal, like, do I want to... Deal with any sort of anyone, hate. yeah, like People giving hate Taylor Swift. Yes, which we don't no. need to get into that because I just feel like it'd be we're we're gonna receive it somehow uh, uh, in chat. I love I I am a big fan of her and Beyonce. And a lot of um, other people. Uh, I'm big fans of all those people. I just want to say that. Yeah. And um, uh, I don't have a fucking dog in any sort of political fight. Oh, I got <laughs> big, I got twenty dogs. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding, but I'm like trying. Well, I want to show you this essay that I read. Um, I talked about it on Wizard the Bruiser Patreon. Check out an essay. Uh, thank you, Momo. Check out an essay. Um, it's called The Eye and Internet, and it's by Gia Tolentino. And it's in a book of essays called Trick Mirror, which I think you'd be really into because I'm just reading this other essay she wrote right now about like female heroines mm. and, and a breakdown of like the difference between like the male hero story in so much of literature is the man setting out to achieve some great goal or something. And yeah. so many of the heroines roles are you are uh, thrown you are, in a situation you're th- you don't want to be there. thrown in a situation you don't want to be in and you're stuck in it and you yeah. can't leave and you can't go anywhere. And it's just you dealing with it and like. You know, and, and like ascending out of it sort of, but like you don't you don't have a journey. You're just stuck in a marriage that you hate and stuck. Yeah, yeah. And there's like so many and it breaks it down all the way up to like current day. And really? even 
it's really cool. But the, uh, the article I really loved, it was called The Ion Internet. Just check it out. And it's essentially a breakdown of how we got from the early stages of the internet to what social media is now, which is largely founded on your personality solely being about what you are against. Oh, Period. Negativity. It's all opposition. I it's about like what you don't like, what you're not about, not about maybe what you love or just different it doesn't have to be about what you yeah. like or don't like there's other elements of your personality that can be shared and spread but those are all what's hit what's hit yeah now, people are very negative and i notice they don't have a positivity towards the future yes it's all like grim despair that's coming up and i think it's because you go on this little box right here yes and then everything's just like fuck this fuck this I you have this. to read this essay. negative you will love this essay okay it really helped me just gain a grasp on all of these things I've been battling with this year when it comes to that. And yeah. when it comes to, especially as I have, and I am on the lowest fucking echelon of it, but having a little bit of a, you know, a decent following, a decent this and that. Yeah. When, when, you know, the higher it goes, the the bigger, the louder, the meaner it gets. And and it's just crazy to see. And, and just, you know, everybody who, like right now, um... Right now, even as a com- if you're a comic, if you're a blogger, whatever, the angriest, fucking loudest ones are the ones that are getting like the most attention, for better or for worse. Yeah. And I, by the way, I am, and this is the thing, and this all came out of the recent SNL bullshit, which we don't need to get into. But essentially, I was driven to read this essay because I was like, well, I have a nuanced opinion about this, and every opinion I'm reading is either black or white, is yeah. either this or that. Fully. And I'm like, am I the only fucking person that has a nuanced... But but if I wrote my nuanced opinion online, which I'd never fucking do... People would take you down and get you fired. It, worst of both worlds. Yeah. Worst of both worlds. Because now the people who I say, well, I kind of agree with these guys, they go, well, fuck you then. And then me being like, well, I kind of agree with you guys. And then the other side's, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Nightmare. Just live in your cave with your 40 dogs. There you go. So I think the brighter side for judgment is that you can totally just, it's like it's like gaining ascension through nirvana, especially on social media. Oh. You can just leave the group. You can just like step away from the conversation and do your thing and know that that stuff has no, no bearing on the actual real world around you and real human people. Because when, you, yeah. when you're on the box... You think everything's one way, but when you actually go out into the world and interact with people, you're like, oh, people aren't really like this. No. These are just a bunch. This is just this weird swirl of angry voices from all over the place that are just like not even who they are it's in the day-to-day world. It's just porn and screaming. Yeah, it's just porn and screaming. But God bless the whole porn part. All right, so I see we've got some uh, gripes and grumps coming in. I left Facebook and life is better now. Great. Yeah. Great. And I, unfortunately for me... You have to do uh, and a little you, bit. Yeah. you've got to be on. I mean, you have to be on there a little bit because you've got to let people know. Brighter Side Live is streaming, you know, currently, and you have to know, you know what I mean. And and I would say just like stick to Instagram. That's kind of my thing. Just pictures of puppies. Instagram is the is by far of the big four or whatever, like the most positive place to be. So just maybe go hang out there and try not to be involved. So let's start with Eeyore of Twitch. <clears throat> my mental health is a grimp grump. But I'm looking into and going to start doing TMS treatments. Um, uh, is that what? Oh, TMS treatments soon. Hopefully, also dating in your 30s fucking success. Yes, yes absolutely. It does. Yes, yeah. it does. Can you speak towards uh, dating in your? And also, what's the TMS? Uh, what's TMS? Too much shenanigans. <laughs> That's that is a good treatment. <laughs> I like that treatment. Um, so yeah, uh, the brighter side of dating in your 30s. Maybe if you want to expound on what you think uh, Jen, aka Eeyore of Twitch, is getting towards. Well, 
Uh, dating in your thirties, it's a lot of people who come from who are broken. <laughs> it is like yes. all the broken people. There's a p- element in your the back of your head. There's like there's a reason why you're and yeah. and, and 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 what about dating? At what's your cutoff for age dating wise? Thousands and your your thousand. I don't know. I'd say eighties. <laughs> oh no no no! I meant young. What's the oldest? Yeah, what is the oldest dick you fuck? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> The youngest dick I fucked, he's 25, and he had to get fired That's... from Lyft for drinking and driving. Oh, well. That's crazy. Yeah. So he is broken. 25, I feel like that's okay. I feel like it's when it gets into... 22? 22, I think, is when you're like, you are... Yeah, if you're in your 30s. And by the way, love can exist in so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I it's totally think... possible for a 22-year-old and a fucking 40-year-old sure. to get down. But and it's usually you know... men that want to date 22-year-olds because right. they want to manipulate them. And I live in Los right. Angeles, and men who are older than me call me an older woman. <laughs> and I'm like, but you're older <laughs> than me. That's the only thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I tell them my age, and they go, ugh. And they, like, like really look judgmental. Again, I'm like, yeah. you, you mean to shoot myself on the head when I'm 30? What do you expect? <laughs> and they all want to date 23-year-olds because they give them a bunch of shit. And they, they 23-year-olds will take it. Right, right, right. LA's not great. And the men there are really mean. They're so mean. Yeah, and it's tough in a big city with a lot of... I mean, I will say, too, like, especially for women, um, uh, I feel like there's just... I feel like if you're at all intimidated by looks and stuff, well, I'm getting there's so many fucking hot ass chicks so in just LA. Down the line, pick y- them. It's absurd, yeah. and 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 it's like and and to the point where you're like, you're also though. What I like about New York is they're amazing. There's so many beautiful people in New York, but it's this kind of beautiful and that kind of beautiful Different and beautiful. Yeah, this whereas I feel like, like there's such a standard. All the same beautiful. Yeah, I blew a guy in Los Angeles, uh-huh. and then I was like, now my turn, and he's like, no, that's not how my brain works. <laughs> It's not how your brain like, works. It's not how I work. And yeah, then he, he got mad at me, and he was just like, "This is this is over. We're over." And I'm just because I was like, "You know what? I'm a human being." I hate to say this, but maybe the lesson learned is just get yours first. I think so. Yeah, I'm it's got it. It's a, blow yeah, a guy. or just stop blowing guys as a punishment to that one to that one guy. Punished every other guy for the rest of time. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get to a point, says Time Machine Keeper, where I have a last dog. I'm going to be that old dude with a small dog like the dudes on the south side. And then it's the dog that mourns you. Oh, it's all like, I'm so sad to death. <laughs> It'll eat your face. How you doing? Ed Larson at the Brighter Side here, and I'm talking to you about Native. Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on product performance. I was scared. I was using the same old deodorant my whole life. I'm like, I'm not switching. And then Native talked me into it, and I did it. And I gotta say, it worked. I'm so happy. You can't be a stinky person. It's not a good way to go through life. Native knows that. At Native, we create safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. We create products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. Not convinced? Check out the 8,000 five-star reviews from our customers. It's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. You can't have talk filled with ingredients found in nature such as coconut oil shea butter and tapioca starch tapioca starch is the best it absorbs the wetness you need that in there this deodorant is amazing guys they never test on animals because they're decent human beings they're native they're on the today show l magazine pop sugar refinery 29 
they're all over the place. People are talking about it. Get on board. Listen, with Native, they're not putting all this weird extra stuff in there. It's, you know, they say less is more. They have fewer, simpler ingredients, so you know everything that you're putting on your body. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women, and plus they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. We also offer an unscented formula and baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities. They are looking out for your armpits. Their classic scents, they include coconut and vanilla, mmm, yummy, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. It is the opposite of what your armpits would naturally smell like. There's no risk to try. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA. I use the cucumber and mint fragrance myself, and you know, I never knew I wanted to smell like cucumber and mint until I did. And you know what? I'm lighter on my feet because of it. I mean, it was effective for me. I put it to the test too. I walked two and a half miles after drinking a bunch of coffee and I got home and Julie said I wasn't horrible. I love this stuff. It's going in all the Christmas stockings this year. And so for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code BRIGHTERSIDE during checkout. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code brighter side during checkout um holding in amber what's the brighter side of missing the last round table that's my grimp grump says roddy dykes are you talking about the thing we did at luger fest um uh, where we got on stage we just talked for a little bit it wasn't like a huge thing thank you so much for the resubbed skeleton boyfriend uh but it was a really cool moment i do wish they could film it but at the same time i am a believer in moments that aren't captured yeah like i didn't get remember it yeah like i didn't get a lot of like pictures of like going back to the snl after party thing like i really intentionally was like oh this is just like be here yeah in this moment enjoy enjoy it also like i didn't want to get in trouble for like taking pictures of celebrities because it was literally like a fucking thick room full of celebrities you get kicked out yeah but i i don't know there's something about like precious moments where you're like i'm anti-camera a little bit you know last week i went to an african wedding and they were doing all these ceremonies and i was like this is really cool but i'm not taking pictures of it because i don't want to be the one i was the one white friend in the corner like (laughs) come on keep doing your thing (laughs) i keep doing your thing (laughs) oh my god sat and enjoyed it (laughs) um uh what else uh Moved 2,000 miles and started a new career. Still yes. a lot in the air, but very happy with the choice. Don't need a brighter side, but Holden and Ed encouraged me to take a big chance of things. Yeah, and I remember Aww. that. Yeah, that was one of those things where we definitely pushed. Um, I mean, I'm always going to push for people to... Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Make that leap. Make an educated leap. But if you have a dream, at some point you're going to have to make a leap. I don't and know, my friend that I just visited, she was like, I just want to live out of my car and make art. And I was like, you're in upstate New York, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have some kind of basis. I yeah. wonder what, how old is she? She's probably like late 30s. Oh, wow. And she still doesn't want any kind of creature comforts. No, she's just like, I just want to bathe in the river. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> For me, I feel like I hit my 30s. I'm like, no, I want like a comfortable living space. And yeah. like, I want like, I, I, you know, and I have to start treating my body better. And I need to like, but I like, I want central air conditioning. And I want, you know what I mean? A like, door I can lock. A door I can lock. And I want like a, yeah. If no, I'm she not... said her happiest was when she was bathing in the river and sleeping out of her car. Oh, my God. See, I would just, my back. Like, yeah. basic 
shit, my back would give, fuck give out of me if yeah. I even tried. I do have a uh, a dude I was friends with in high school, and him and he like met this lover who's like so she he's like plays like folk guitar, and she's like yoga and whatever, and mm. they are like they insulated this van, and there was this whole project so they could just like travel around the country, and I'm just watching that, and I'm like. That would suck. Yeah. I don't want to just like, I, at points it would be like, this is an amazing view or whatever, but like, I would want, I'm just like, give me a bed and a fucking delicious meal any day, but either way, I mean, I'm, I am what I am. You don't want to just bathe in the river? Uh, I would totally bathe in a river. But every day? Yeah, exactly. I every want, fucking day? No. no. I want a shower. I want soap. I want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um... All right, trying to catch up here with chat. If we missed yours, please post it back in. Um... Uh, the anger of the internet has driven me from most of my old sites. Now I feel like I am more boring, but happier not participating. I don't think you're more boring. No, if anything, you're more boring when all you talk about is like woke. Yeah, yeah. Like all you have to talk about is this. When people do like say memes out loud. Oh my god! How weird and bad it sounds, and you're like, oh, there's such a disconnect. You know what I mean? But say it as jokes on stage. And I'm just like, that was a meme. Yeah. You like, stole it. And it sounds weird when you say it out loud and not in a good weird. It sounds bad. Gripe is dealing with shitty professors. Have you ever dealt with a shitty professor? That's from Orn Ribeye. Shitty professors. I had some, you know what? I had a teacher one time years ago and it was for, um, you're going to get class queen or something. And it was if you've never missed a class. So me and two other girls, we went and hid in the closet while they all voted to see who the class queen was. And then I got out of the closet with the girls, and they're like, this other girl won. And he looks at me, and he says, Amber, no one voted for you. Ugh. Why? Why, Why? Why say that? And I was in seventh grade, too. A little girl. Why worst, by the way, was middle school not some of the worst years of your life? And I moved every year. Oh, my God. That's, you, that, you, okay, you beat me. And so, I, yeah. I just, I, did, I stayed, I was in the same, well, I will say, at least moving, you have a chance of meeting someone else to make out with, whereas if you're in a graduating class of 90 people, yeah. and you're there from fifth grade to 12th grade, and they find you unfuckable in fifth grade. You shit your pants <laughs> once in third grade. Yeah! And now you can't get laid or, in high school. Not even fifth grade, no one's thinking about who's fuckable, but by seventh grade, people are thinking about who's fuckable. And if yeah. you are deemed completely unfuckable, that's, there's, that's a hard t- car to turn around, especially when you only get like one or two new girls every year, and they're immediately going to get indoctrinated like, hey, okay, those are the fuckable ones, that's the unfuckable ones. Um, the brighter side, uh, by the way, shitty professors for me, you know, I've had such weird experiences with professors that I at one point, no, I am uh, from North Carolina, um, and Amber, you are Louisiana. But I moved Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, then Louisiana, and I was born in Saudi Arabia, so wow. whenever I would tell people, they're like, where are you born? They hated me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated it. I don't know. Oh, you're like, you were born where like all the villains and all the action movies I watch yeah. uh, were born. Um, uh, so for me, I think one story for me that maybe will, uh, my seminar class sucks so much right now. Thank y'all. No problem. If you care to elaborate on your shitty professor, we'll come back to it. And I will just say about, I have one, I guess, slightly positive story about a shitty professor. I was kicked out of the acting program at Florida State University and 
the one of the main people who kicked me out later went on to direct my first uh, short play, you know? So sometimes... You reconnect. Yeah, sometimes you reconnect. And sometimes, you know, maybe it was for the best. And as, as difficult and as heartbroken as I was to get kicked out of the acting program, looking back on it, it was the best possible thing that could have happened. Why'd you get kicked out? You know, we just didn't click. I've, I've talked about this before, but essentially they were trying to mold, I feel... First of all, I was really awkward and really just shy. I'm really bad with authority, period. Yeah. I mean, hence why I'm doing this, right? Yeah. Like, you know, my bosses are like my closest, some of my closest friends, right? Mm -hmm. With the last podcast guys, right? It's so weird that it's like, oh yeah, right. I guess they're my bosses. You know what I mean? But it's like so vague that you connection. You call Henry sir? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, yeah, exactly. When I, when I pick up the phone with Henry, it's hey fucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the only way I could have a boss, right? Yeah. Um, and Twitch, obviously this is my own making or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So that's all on me. But, uh, uh, what, you know, so there's that. So I have to say on my end, like, I did not do anything to help me stay in other than working really hard. I did work really hard to stay in. Yeah. But just, I think we just clashed attitude-wise. And they were really trying to mold, like, muscular leading men. You know what I mean? Very, like, clean, you know, and, and method acting and stuff. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I was a ca character actor. And they were not doing anything when it came to that sort of no. thing. Right? Like, a comedic character actor. Oh. Like, it just wasn't a good fit for me. And what was a good fit was just being BA theater and taking screenwriting classes with uh, Mark Medoff, who, uh, the late, great Mark Medoff. He all, did he also pass away this year? He, it was either this year or last year. He was one of the best teachers I ever had. Big supporter of Murder Fist in the early days. And he, he won the, uh, an Oscar, I believe, and a Tony for uh, Children of a Lesser God. That was the, oh. what he wrote. And he was an amazing teacher. And I never would have gotten to take that class if I hadn't gotten kicked out. Uh, I don't think Murder Fist might not have ever happened if I didn't get kicked out. Oh. The very night I got kicked out of acting the acting program for good, I went and did an improv show with John Moreno, co-founder of Murder Fist, and like, the rest was history. So, oh. and, and I don't think I that would have been as impactful of an evening if I hadn't been kicked out of the acting program. Because it was like I got one of the worst defeats ever and then went and crushed in this room. Oh. And I was like, oh, why haven't I just been doing this the whole time? This is what I want to do. This is what's fun. But I was convincing myself that I needed to be this like actor if I was going to like be professional. Yeah. Because no one tells you, I, time and time again when I listen to interviews with comedians, no one tells you, like everyone says the same thing. Like, I didn't even think it was possible to be stand-up. Because you have like a script of life that you have to follow. Yeah. And you're like, but I don't like this. Like there's some venues in Los Angeles, I won't name them, but... People are like, if you want to be successful at comedy, you gotta hang you out. You gotta here. get through here. You gotta and get I'm like, like, I don't the, like the store places. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I don't like the feeling there. I don't like the people there. Right, I don't, right. So I don't go. Right, know? right. Not necessarily the store, but I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah. one of those. That's a good example. Yeah. Or you see, or or when you come to New York, well, if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna get on SNL, you have to get past it. You, you gotta get on a UCB house team. No, and it's I just don't. like, and it's also weird that. People who do not like authority are punished. Yes, Early and on, I am, and, and most standups are do not get, get on well with authority. No. Uh, I definitely don't get on well with authority, and yeah, and you're immediately like, you know what I mean? School just teaches you to sit down, shut up, behave, listen. Uh -huh. It's just what everybody and they people grow up like that, just sitting in offices and sitting down all day and be like, well, they told me I got to do they this. Told, and I, I that's why I ended up in offices for years because like my parents were like, well, you have to, if you're going to pursue this, you have to do this. And it's like, I should have just 
left college early, slept on couches and starved. Because like the only the only moments that greatness happens out of, in my opinion, at least for me in my life, are in moments of great desperation. The way that all this came to be, the podcast, everything, was 26 year, and stop me if you've heard this one, Chad, I know you've heard this a million times. 2016 was my year of desperate, like my year of just like, no one's gonna fucking pick up the phone and call you and give you a job, dude. You need to fucking figure this out. Yeah. Or you're gonna die in that office. You know what I mean? And so I just, every waking moment of my day was, that's why I always say to people like, don't get a job that's like too comfortable if you have a dream. Yeah. Like you want to kind of be miserable at all times at your job. So you can push yourself. Yeah. If you're kind of comfortable and you also have a dream, chances are lesser that it's going to happen. Yeah. Because you have to kind of go with something that absolutely fucking sucks. Although I'm a bartender and I do enjoy it. Um, and I think, cause I like being up. I like talking to people and uh, I'm up for like six hours. It's a great workout. I have co- engaging conversations. Um, so yeah, I think I would keep doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the- of not having a dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to have an awful uncomfortable, you don't have to be miserable for like most of your early life necessarily. You could just like have a job, like have a family. Have I don't a know. Child. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it's, be- it's honestly great. And you can support other people's dream. Uh, the brighter side of having to start paying back your student loans and being told you have to pay over $200 a month, even though your income hasn't increased since graduating. Student loans, I feel like is the worst thing affecting our country right now. Uh, and that's why I am running for governor of Astoria. I don't even, can you run for governor of Astoria? Why not? <clears throat> why not? No student loans. If I could wipe two, you know, obviously it's healthcare and the college situation. I just talked about leaving college early. I'm, I just feel like if someone asked me, especially if they were trying to get into comedy or something, I will say I met all the murder fist guys in college and it definitely, it was more about like the connections, those connections that I made yeah. and getting to really, fo- like getting to live a little bit more like less fucking freaked out about like your economic situation and being able to put up that play and do, do these different projects and Start stuff. Start your life. Live your yeah. life and not have to like shell out money. Yeah. It's uh, indentured servitude. Yeah. It's fucking gross. And I'm so sorry you're going through that memo. I will at least say, you know, uh, hopefully there's an endpoint. And hopefully th- th- this will slightly get resolved at some point, Shoot too. Shoot up the government. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> the brighter side. That's the... Oh, okay. There, oh, the magnetic pulses in the brain thing. The transdermal magnet treatments. That is uh, the, the treatment that uh, your Twitch has been getting. Very interesting. Um, I'm 25. Would you date me? Ask the square knot. Let's do it. All right. All right, square knot. Uh, which is better for mental health, whiskey or meditation? I'm going to unfortunately say meditation. I've been meditating now every day for like 15 minutes. It's been Wonderful. very helpful. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you do it at all? Sometimes just sit and think. Yeah. Well, it's different. No? This is the difference. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's the opposite of that. So you don't think. So what you do, you're trying to like not think. Okay. So what you do is you sit down. I, I mean, know. there's all different, <laughs> right? There's all different ways to do it. But um, my basic way of doing it is I just sit down and I just focus on, you focus on the breath. It's like the simple way. Focus on the breath. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. And every time you catch your mind drifting away from that, which is going to happen, especially at first, on the fucking constant, you go, okay, I accept that I've had those thoughts, but we're going back to the breath. And you're, it's more about trying to get your brain to just be on the breath and not have all these thoughts. Mm. Right and I mean, just uh, yeah on the yeah. bus ride coming down I was just looking at all the pretty trees see that's nice breathing that's nice no headphones I forgot to bring them that's so good yeah sometimes that can be such like a blessing to not like to forget something fundamental like headphones mm-hmm. or I I someone accidentally took my headphones for a week 
and I was forced to every, you know, I go on a, I go on runs like, like three days a week and whatever. And I was like, fuck, I can't listen to my podcast or whatever. And those were like, I would always come home from one of those runs being like with some revelation, you know what I mean? Like one of which a great example was, uh, I realized how upset I was about signs when it first happened. This was back when it first happened. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't you doing anything? And I was like running and I was just like realizing how upset I was and I literally started to like tear up and stuff. And then I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I did like a fundraiser stream and we raised like a bunch of money for him for his GoFundMe. That's great. You know what I mean? And that all, if I had had headphones on, that might have never happened. No, you just listen to T-Swift. Yeah. Just don't, well actually, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'm starting to feel like maybe I should get back into listening to music on my runs. We'll see. Uh, we digress. Screams. <laughs> ah, <yeah>, you just, <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> just sounds of a haunted house. Oh, creak, creak, creak. Bats flying by. Um, Small town and basically spent my entire childhood being bullied for being gay. I've been out of high school for almost four years now, and I still have regular nightmares about it. But the bright side is now I'm, now that I'm. Until I've been able to flourish as a painter and a gay man. Now that I'm in uni, which oh. is university in ye old. Are you? Where are you from in England, a skeleton boyfriend? I, in uni, I've uh, been able to flourish as a painter and a gay man and found so much support in the art LGBT community. Also, the whole Last Pod Network was probably the sole thing that got me through senior year of high school. So thanks, guys. No, oh, that's so sweet. interesting because you were bullied. Yeah, honestly, to, to be, you know, at least now that you're past it, because yeah. no one, no one, I would wish it on no one, but now that you're past it, you're so much more of a competent. dynamic, mm-hmm. competent. I mean, the brighter side is definitely, like, the people who just live their lives with, like, very little issue. They're very boring people, and they're, and they don't create good art, and, um... You know, I think that uh, uh, for you, you have more of a story to tell and you can let that story flow through your paintings and your work and hopefully inspire other people who might be going through the same thing that you went through and help them out. So um, you're way more important uh, to the world than uh, definitely the bully fucks that, that gave you shit. And, uh, and, and even people who just had it nice. Um, I was talking to this girl in L.A. And she was like, I love my family and I can't wait to go see them again. <laughs> I just love my hometown. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? Get out of here. L.A. is for broken people. <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend who I do. She's the best. I like we, we laugh a lot and have a great time. And we went to school together. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I mentioned middle school, some of the worst years of my life. At one point we were hanging out in New York. She was just like middle school was like. I, mean, I look back and it was just like the best times of my life. And and if you, you know, and if, and I'm, she's doing really well and I, I, I do really love her to death. But if you peak, can you imagine the opposite skeleton boyfriend that you peaked in middle or high school? My cousin always said that he peaked in middle school. Ugh. But he's also a pedophile who's going to prison. Oh, okay. So well, that's completely different. School. I mean, you know, that's the... Uh, the brighter side of your dog liquid shitting on your carpet at least once a week for the past two months, and the vet's not having a solution for it. Are you a pet owner, Amber? No, my roommate has a dog, and it liquid diarrhea. Well, then keep it outside, I guess. Uh, but what's the brighter side of getting liquid oh. diarrhea shits all over? <laughs> it brings you closer to your dog. Your dog's probably like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, if, and then you know. If you have an enemy, maybe you could like squeeze it at the enemy. A little bit, which yeah. would be fun. You can save it. <laughs> Remember when somebody took a shit in the bathtub? Remember that? That was a, a thing uh, Yes, ago. the who shat in the bathtub roundtable controversy. Put your uh, guesses in chat. I think it was actually, the more I think about it, I think it was roommate Mike. But, um, you know, I just, that's because I can't handle the idea that it could be Lexi or I. So, 
But I feel like somebody, I think you're in the shower, you're super hungover, you have a shart. Yeah. Everyone in that apartment was hungover every day, right? Pretty much. I mean, you can kind of set your watch by it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and everybody thinks it's Ben. But everybody he was, the problem ben. with Ben is he was not in the apartment. <laughs> That's the problem. He's just like, I wasn't there. Everyone thinks I did it. I was not there. LA is incredibly superficial. But on the flip side, uh, you can find almost any type of hookup dating situation you want if you look hard enough. It is true. It's free gay. LA is free gay. Oh, hookup situations? Oh, yeah. yeah. If you want to be like a third or whatever, like, go for it. My friends just go to sex parties all the time. Yeah. And they invited I me I couldn't to imagine. Go. Did you ever go to one? No, I don't want to see. I just straight up told them. I was like, I'm sorry, you're my friends. I don't want to see you have sex. Yeah. First of all, there's that. Second of all, I just, I would definitely just be total. I'm just, I'm way too vanilla for that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just so fucking vanilla. Yeah. Can we just like have connection and be nice to each other? My whole, my kink is wear high heels. That's oh, you my like thing. heels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. it. Oh man! So simple. I feel like once you start down the kink path, it never stops, and then now you're yeah. just like, I need to be hung upside down. And oh, stuck. I read this one story about this guy who was really into. Um, it was like on Reddit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how I found this tale that this guy wove for me, but he was talking about how at first he was really into like blowjob porn, and then he would happen upon blowjob porn, which had like gagging elements to it. And then that sort of became his king. And lo and behold, before he knew it, he was into full-on, like, vom all over the dick porn. And it was just this, like, slippery slope of yeah. kingdom. And I'm just like, ooh, I, don't wanna, I just don't want to be into that. That's horrible. <laughs> My friend is a journalist, and he went to a sex robot museum. Oh, okay. And he said that... um Men were just so angry with the dolls and like why? punching. Oh, dolls. weird. Yeah. yeah why? Oh, that whole thing too. Yeah, just like or or being at all one. But I don't want to. Can- I, I we have no kink shaming. Yeah, no, none of that. Ugh, but, but men were just so angry. I'm like, I think it's because of porn, and they just mm, watch hours of women getting like. Beaten. I think you could definitely make some cases for what the profundity of pornography on the internet has done to culture. Problem is, I cannot speak at all towards that. And the moment you sort of start talking negatively about any of this stuff, is I was talking about how the fact that as a normal porn watcher we can get porn soon but uh, not to belabor it but as a regular porn like online porn watcher uh it's kind of like how twitter's forced us to be oppositional in Pornhub it's forcing you to pick between two things little girl or mom milf you yeah and that's it yeah. and it's like stepmom seduces boy or and, and it's it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast with a guy who was studying it, and he said that like women in their like early thirties can't get work. You have to either be little girl looking or milf territory. That's crazy. It's so weird, and it's just this natural divide that like these search algorithms have p- forced upon the normal porn watcher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not by no. I mean like average porn watcher, mm-hmm. and and then put into this weird way where even I am like, well, I guess I'm watching this milf vid. Even though that's not like my kink or anything, I'm just like, this is, this is what's happening. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we we'll get off of it. it. I hate it. Uh, oh yeah, it's the worst. Straight porn is violent, and it's making men more violent. All right, we'll continue. Um, oh, totally, dude. I would like to. I would actually talk about like wanting to read like an essay or a breakdown of that. Like, I need to study more about that because I, I agree. I'm, 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 I'm kind of right there with you. Hey everyone, how you doing? Ed Larson from the Brighter Side here to talk to you about FrameBridge. I gotta tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. 
They make it easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints to posters to the travel photos sitting on your phone. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. That's what I did and it was great. Preview your item online in any frame style. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. You can preview your item online in any frame style and then you choose your favorite or you get free recommendations from their talented designers. It's always good to have a second pair of eyes, especially when your eyes are dumb like mine. The expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 50% off their first order at FrameBridge when they use my code. Brighter side. I use FrameBridge twice and they're two for two, baby. I sent them some prized pieces and I was like real worried about it because they they sent as long as you have a tube to send it out, they they'll get it. They give you the uh, UPS or the they give you the mail piece of paper that just slap on the side of it. It worked. That's all I'm saying. I sent the Fleetwood Mac poster that I bought at the Fleetwood Mac concert when I got a when I asked Julie to be my lovely, beautiful wife, and that's a prized piece of of merchandise there. I, I put a lot of steak in their hands and it came back looking good. They also framed this really cool fish poster I had. It was a little smaller and they put a bamboo frame around it. It's perfect for my tiki bathroom. Get started today. Frame your photos or send the perfect gift for weddings, birthdays, and special events. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code BRIGHTERSIDE. You'll save an additional 50% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code BRIGHTERSIDE. Framebridge.com, promo BRIGHTERSIDE. Someone who defo isn't me uh, is selling bootleg laser discs on the dark web. Ooh. Ooh. What? Oh, you're talking about something else. I thought that was like a brighter side thing. Um, I keep getting matched. Oh, this is the dating in the 30s going back to ERF Twitch. Uh, I keep getting matched with California 10s, and I've even got a few messages where they started the combo, but then they move on before you can get an answer. Dude, you, online dating is just... Uh, Don't uh, do it. It's, and, and honestly, it, and if you do do it, it's just it's an issue of numbers. It's down to numbers. It's just like, if you just do it for long enough and whatever you'll eventually get some kind of dumbass date out of it but um i think it's good for if you're squeamish about dating and you're just trying to get the ball rolling do it for a bit until you kind of get the confidence get the oh okay now i, I remember you know because flirting is kind of an art form dating is almost a, its own weird little yeah. uh at least there's its own little approach to it a way to get back out there it's just a way to get back out there or just get in, out there at all period I went on um, but get off of it as soon as you can yes I got off of it whenever this guy was like let's go on a date and then I couldn't I was like I'm sorry my friend died I can't it was yeah, I, think I, I can't remember do this it. story and then and he's like tomorrow night and I was like oh, I'm sorry my good friend died and he said you just said your friend you didn't say your good friend oh, you're a liar what a fucking Dirt. And then he showed me pictures of this other naked woman, and he was uh, like, "This is you." Like he's trying to blackmail me. In a oh weird my way. god! And I was like, "What a fuck? weird." Like, it was a different naked woman, yeah. and you would just be like, "Oh, that must be me." 
I don't know what he thought. How just thought you're like a, a Muppet or something. All right. Uh, Be Cool Honey Bunny says, the brighter side of dating in your 30s is that when you do meet the right, quote unquote, person, you are more emotionally mature and can have a more healthy relationship. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, fights are just a little bit more Manageable. resolvable. Like, yeah. You know who you are. Yeah, it's, I think, uh, brighter side from Tony the Hedge, brighter side of being the least favorite child, even though I'm the only one who hasn't been to jail. <laughs> Man, really? That just, I would just, that's, I just wear a t-shirt, just be like, I'm the only one that has not yet been to jail. Like, at every family get-together, I would just wear. <laughs> yeah, they're probably jealous of you, to be honest, yeah. your family. That's why they're the least favorite. Have the parents also been to jail? Because it might be one of those where it's like, oh, like, apple doesn't fall far, you know, like, father likes not, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, they kind of, like, love that they went to jail. Um, I would say that um, you, uh, your brighter side is you haven't been to jail. Yay. So, uh, fucking, who gives a shit about your dumbass family? Because you didn't have to be locked up behind bars, miserable, no. which super blows. Brighter side from Time Machine Keeper of being poor as shit and living with your dad again at 25 while worrying all your creative dreams are fading away. 25 is very young. Yes. So young. So go save up money and yes. then move out. You'll be out of here in a year. Yes. You know? Yes. Agreed. You're young. Uh, I feel no, I feel no sympathy towards you. <laughs> You're so young. I my shit didn't uh, for, for reference. Uh, shit didn't really get rolling for me until uh, I was thirty four two years ago. Right. Yeah. I've been broke and struggling with a day job while also busting my ass and um, didn't even get to the point. And I'm on like the lowest rung of whatever you would call like a career. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm not like fucking. You know. Pewdiepie. I'm not last podcast on the left. <laughs> I didn't eat for three days one time. Oh my god! I yeah, just, all my money went to bills and Subway, and then I was like, "Oh, food." Yeah, and not the sandwiches, the Subway rides. Subway rides. So yeah, oh, just brutal. Oh, Ed's here. Eddie tunes in hey, chat. Eddie. Hi, Ed. Uh, Amber's doing fucking awesome, and this has been super fun. We've still got some time left. Let's try to bang through these. Uh, I can't find a dog slash house sitter for the weekend of my brother's wedding. I even joined the Rover app and have gotten six rejections. Oh, well, Jeez. Um, maybe, could you leave your dog alone just for the weekend? Or get a friend over? Yeah. Bring a something. dog with you. Bring a dog to the wedding. Jen, to clarify what TMS or transdermal magnet treatment is, it's magnets on your brain and it's loud and kills the depression by doling certain brain receptors. Do you think it's working? That sounds amazing. That's, I've never heard of that before. Brighter side of having no social life from Sot because you work and go to school. I mean, you're... you're Working, you're saving money, so you will have more of a social life yes. when you're in your 30s. You'll be a more rounded person who knows what they want because you can always tell the kind of people that partied and blew away their 20s because they're not they're poor and not interesting and whatever. Yes, 100%. Um... Uh, yeah, I would, I completely agree with that. Also, Time Machine Keeper. Oh, also, I'm a trans person, so 27 is like middle ages for me. Interesting. Uh, I had to blow my chemistry teacher to pass as, uh, Ryan Dykes, you're full of shit. Um, uh. <laughs> Ronnie Dykes. That's, a, I don't know if you remember, that's a round table reference. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, I'm and my colleagues dealing with a horrible professor in my conservatory right now, and it's been terrible. Oh, how are they bad? They making you work real hard? Yeah. Or they're, they're just fuckers? Um, well, you're going to be gone in a couple months or weeks or whatever. Then they'll be out of your life forever. There it is. There's yeah. the brighter side. Be and, yeah. 
Uh, be cool, honey bunny. I need a brighter side. I found out a man at my work in, uh, in a similar level of responsibility makes five times as much as me. As a woman, I'm aware of the wage gap, but I didn't expect to make 20 cents on the dollar. This is the fucking bullshit with the office, okay? Never listen to them when they say, don't talk about how much money you make with other coworkers. That's the rule they made. That's the rule they created to fucking fuck with everybody. So it's good that the brighter side is that you found that information out and that you can take that to your employers and you can fucking throw it down. Also, HR isn't there for you. They're there for the company. Yes. So always you, remember that. Yeah. No one is on your team. Nobody is. You're on your own team. You're on your team. Bring a gun to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, L-A-M-P-D-L. Brighter side of having a job you love, but your only counterpart at work is uber manipulative, underhanded. Oh, just, I hate fucking jobs, dude. No. This is the shit you have to deal with. Not, they don't, they make you hide in secrecy about how much you make so they can deceive you. They fucking, you have some fucking fuck face Oh, dude, I had a, eight of those in, in my head just popped up. You know what I mean? It's like office culture. You have to remember office culture is just high school all over again. Ew. Just in suits. I hate offices. It's fucking horrid. You have to uh, sit down all day. And I was standing up and stretching and I'd be like, Amber, what are you doing? Oh. I'm like, I can't sit here for six hours. <laughs> this is present. That's awful for your back. That's awful for your blood flow. Like sitting down. Like the, if you read anything about... Uh, how one sh- like one of the biggest issues with being in an office is sitting for way too long periods People of time. People had um, morbid obesity, diabetes, eyesight loss, yeah, uh, brain aneurysm. I had horrible. I was crippled by my job. I had horrible back problems. It went away immediately the second I left. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Anyways, uh, underhanded him. Uh, a fellow empl- uh, or a counterpart has no problem lying and taking credit for my work. The kicker is the entire management team once are gone. Due to the issues and dram uh, and drama she creates, but she's done such a good job of convincing the one person in senior leadership that she's indispensable and can't be like, oh, all right, keep a log of everything starting now. Keep a log of every fucking underhanded thing they do, every every bullshit thing. You have to be diligent and you have to build a case for yourself. And the brighter side is you can totally stand up for yourself and you can totally fix this situation and get them the fuck out of there. Uh, I also think about how chaotic or cathartic it's going to be to write down what they fucking did that yeah just just that'll that'll be the first step of your brain not wanting to explode because of this person and then hopefully the final step will be you taking everything in and presenting it but it's going to take a little extra legwork unfortunately eddie tunes i worked in the mailroom and i still went crazy working office by the way i'm so sorry if you're working in office right now and we're making you feel miserable about it (laughs) because uh there are good things about it and i I would still rather work in an office than retail personally because i can't deal with people like that on that level no and you're getting a paycheck and you're not bathing in the river like my friend uh yeah and you're not yeah exactly when i was unemployed and uh uh, not doing anything about it and just depressed uh i would take work working in office over that year any day that yeah. year was weird and awful I would like just sleep all day and like I was just I, I it's so funny how depression works when it's so hard to realize when you're fu- fucked up yeah you don't until afterwards you're like yeah. oh, I was depressed like why was I I was sleeping all day I was like not doing I was just jerking off like eight times you know what I mean it was just like insane I'm like why did I think that was at all a- appropriate or normal no because <laughs> you're in it you're in the shit Oh, shitty professor person again. He oh, sexually sure. harasses all the women in my Oh, office. okay, let me scroll. So I've been like here because we have so many coming in and oh, I'm still okay. catching up and these are like the most current ones. Uh, but let's go to it. Uh, oh, wait, that was the... See, that's how far back we are. This oh. is kind of nuts. So, okay. uh, shitty professor person again. He sexually harasses all the women in my program and sexualizes the wom- women at work. 
No matter the, and uh, is very transphobic. Oh, fun. My entire class is actually uh, in the process of reporting him, and we have support from the oldest professor in the program. So that's the, definitely the brighter side of it. Get that person out of yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Young minds. For sure. Um, all right. Unfortunately, I'm going to catch back up with chat here, which means if I missed yours, from what we've just said, maybe just post it back in chat because uh, if you have a gripe or a grumble, we've got about 10 minutes left. Uh, this is flown by. Thank you again, everyone. And Amber, thank you again for doing this. It's so much fun. You're crushing it. Um, 2019 is the year of canceling weird creep professors. Also, sorry, I butchered my message. I sent it prematurely. You know, I think there's a lot of weird. I hate even using phrases like cancel culture to be honest with you, but I do think that there are some good things about whatever that is, and, yeah. and it is these people, these legit people being called out. It is Cosby rotting away in a jail cell right now. Yeah. It is, there are definitely some solid uh, things surrounding it, um, uh, as much as there are complaints to be had. I need to shave my underarms. Sorry, guys. Oh, you're fine. You're, 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 you're I was on a bus. Post-bus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Management is strange as a concept. I don't understand why people feel they can treat you with the least respect due to the fact that they have been there for longer. I'm reading a great book right now, Amber. You would love this book, I think. It's called Bullshit Jobs. Ooh. And it's this guy writing about how um, at least 30% of the workforce in America and the UK, at least, is uh, what one would consider a fully bullshit job, where their job has no meaning. It is simply there because of some weird, you know, just red tape nonsense you just and gotta put the sticker on the box just some, yep there's, yeah. uh, he breaks it down box checkers is one of them just people who just fill out endless forms that mean nothing um, stuff like that and or or people who just uh, serve the purpose of making their higher up feel more important and then there's the opposite too higher ups to make uh, to give uh, a reason for like a whole uh, group to exist within the company I as well, it. right? Yeah. And it's just completely meaningless. And most people are pretending to work for most of the day, and um, and a ton of people literally their job could not exist, and the world would be in no way affected or or different. And those are usually the most judgmental kind of people. Oh yeah, yeah, for right. sure. Um, <laughs> this is Jeff to freeze out Amber, except for the. Middle of Spacer Man, that guy sucks. Uh, yeah. Jen says, can you have Amber yell at me to just do stand-up? Uh, yeah, Do stand-up, yeah, why not? But do it. Just this month, I keep procrastinating because I keep trying workshopping my jokes I've written so far. Stop it. You're not going to learn anything until you get on stage. And no. You've heard me say that to you a million times. Just, it's just do it. You just have to do it, unfortunately. What's the worst going to happen? They're not going to like cut your head off and put it on a spit. And here's know? here's the brighter side I was actually listening to. I know, I know this might be problematic for some people. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast the other day, but he did have a... He was talking about how he started out in stand-up, and I think what happened was he went... And also, go to open mics and don't even get up. Because you'll go, and you'll see how fucking bad people are, and you'll... I, it'll happen to, I think, everybody. Well, I could do better than that fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a feeling I've had... Multi Every time I go to a stand-up show, if it's not like a pro-ass stand-up show, I have that moment even now well, where I'm like, why am I not doing this again? I'm definitely better than that person. And they have the most confidence. Yeah. They always have the most confidence. <laughs> I'm like, why are you confident? <laughs> you shouldn't be confident. Uh, is there any advice that you could give to Jen starting out as someone just other than just go to an open mic? I mean, is there anything uh, you would want to tell young a young Amber? A young stand-up? <laughs> uh, write about your life. Write jokes that no one can steal because it's your personal life. 
There you go. And Jen has so much personal stuff to talk yeah. about. Also, so. read the Comedy Bible. That's a good book. It's, oh, look, I should read that maybe. Yeah, people call it hack, but it's really just breaks down how to write a joke. I think that that's okay, and I, yeah. I and and people might call that hack all day, but I've listened to so. I'm just always I'm fascinated by comedians, and yeah. you know, all my life I have been, and um, so many of them said, oh, the first thing I did was I got this book. Yeah. Whether it be that one or a different one that just sort of gave them a little intro breakdown, right? Yeah. So, like, it just, even if it's a mental thing more than anything else, it's just giving you, like, one little doorway into just getting up there and doing it without feeling completely helpless. Yes. You know? Um, uh, yeah, that's good advice, Holden. I actually do the same thing, but in the form of sitting in the other painter's critique, in for other painter's critiques. It helps my own work for sure. Absolutely. Seeing someone else's work, breaking it down. Yeah. You know, as long as you always keep in mind as a painter, as a stand up, whatever it may be, to not get lost in, in too influenced by things around you and to really try to tap into what is, like you said, your voice. You know, I, and I think this is true. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You know way more about stand-up than I do, having done it for much longer than me. But I think it's, what, one to two to maybe three years to just find your own voice on stage. That's yeah. the only thing you need to be focused on. And then it's about getting that ten min- that great ten minutes. And then, you know, it goes on from there, right? Yeah, two years in, you're going to be really confident. And then <laughs> three or four years in, you're, you're going to realize back. how fucking terrible you are. How stupid you were. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> um, I like Joe because he will have a combo instead of motos, moto, motos, fing shouting at each other, motherfuckers shouting at each other. Maybe um, true. Uh, the Creek guy who killed his mom was on the Doug Stanhope podcast. What? Wait, what? Somebody killed their mom? I don't know. Ryan Dykes, though. I can't. I got to read the person saying it first. Um, oh, my teeth are yellow. I didn't brush my teeth last night. Oh, I it's fine. Went. I love that we're. Almost finished, and you're just now like, oh, I've got all. <laughs> but you, I think you're great. You're doing great. You look great today. Thank you. Remember, Lexi. The first thing Lexi said to you was uh, how how great she, how, just, how pretty the, she thought I you looked. I just put on a coat and my tennis shoes, and I went to Upstate New York. You smell fine. Thank you. I didn't shower. Yeah, you smell I didn't completely fine. I was worried about my breath earlier because I've got intense coffee breath right oh, now. Oh, same. Um, yeah. See, D. Thorpe hair and unbr- unbrushed is the hotness. So there you go. <laughs> Lexi is feeling a bit better. She's still a little under the weather, but it's just, I think at this point it's like kind of just like a, a low-level cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, give us some of your gripes and your gr- uh, one, one or two more gripes, one two, one or two more gr- grimps, and we're going to get out of here. Um, anything you want. The open mic who killed his mom. I do not know. Oh, I vaguely I think I remember. Why are you bring that up? It's such a weird <laughs> thing to bring up. Uh, he was on the stand-up podcast. I'm scared to listen. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. Interesting. Eddie giving us the, in- the 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 insight. I'm sorry, Ronnie Dykes, for questioning the truth behind what you said. Okay? Um, I apologize for that. They uh, always kill their mothers. Every time. It's like mommy issues. And then you're like, ah, I kill my mother. I know. Isn't it so funny? Everyone's like with women. It's like daddy issues. Daddy issues when like the mommy issues in men are like way more intense probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, brighter side of you not streaming during the day anymore. I'm so sorry, Momo. I will, I will try to do more streams in the future. How about that? Uh, the brighter side is it's given me a lot more time to, uh, focus on like page seven pop history. If you're enjoying that memo, that probably wouldn't be able to happen if I was streaming during the day, uh, things like that. I've been able to, I've been able to focus more on making other things great as opposed to making everything just okay. There you go. Uh, yeah. Dude was from or in New York, right? Uh, he wasn't from NYC. Oh, this guy. All right. Holding oh, up. So bored of work now. I'm so sorry. What, why, why don't other fucking people stream in the day? I mean, come on guys. 
Um, I gave my mom diabetes. Brighter side, says Eddie. You fed oh, her? Because he was so fat when he was he born. He was big, yeah. Yeah. Right. Brighter side of giving your mother diabetes. You know what? I think Ed found the only thing that there's just no brighter side of. Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you gave her diabetes because you're just so sweet. Yeah, you were you're just so, so sweet. sweet. Inside that stomach, so you gave her diabetes. <laughs> That's the most bullshit Southern girl answer to a real fucking problem. <laughs> you're just so sweet. It's like a little sugar cube up in that stomach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the extra pay seven of Whisper Content is made up for it. Thank you so much. Today we've got Nolan North and Troy Baker interview dropping, as well as um, the new page seven, and I where I talk about my experience uh, going to see SNL this past weekend and my um, just my uh, absolute pop idol Taylor Swift perform um, a song that's very meaningful to me because I got married earlier this year. Aww. I forget that. There's there's moments, dude. I ran a half marathon this fucking year, and I just I'm just like, how crazy is this year? Last year, like nothing happened. This year, it's like I got married. Everyone died. I, I ran a half marathon. You know what I mean? Essence. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? It's okay. You were you were. Um, I prefer bigger years than like smaller a baby years. Baby being born. Yes. And- Incubated. Ugh, Incubated. Everyone's just gonna start dying, dude. Next year. Now that we're get we're getting to that age now. We're, I'm young. You're young. I mean, no, I'm, I just, I feel like maybe it's just because of this year. I'm like, oh, here it is. Now it's like everybody was having babies. Now everybody's fucking flip plopping. I'd rather uh, dying than babies, though. Because yeah. babies is just like, oh. Well, now you're never going to speak to your friend. <laughs> well, I've got another 80 years left inside of me. Oh, uh, I think, I think we honestly, I think you definitely do. Like, I think we're all going to live a lot longer than we even want to ever want to. Yeah. We're going to feel like vampires by the end of life. We're going to be like, just end it. Just yeah. what do I have to do? Give me the wooden steak. Um, make a baby Holden and end your fun life. Uh, we'll do. do. do yeah, I do. Lexi super duper wants to be like, we, I couldn't yeah. have, we couldn't have been married if I wasn't down, yeah. but we, we, uh, yeah, we recently actually did. And ch- a lot of chat note probably knows about this, but we recently did our, like, we did a full round of the tests and stuff just because her biological shit, oh, she's super concerned about it. And we're, my fucking jizz is rip rocking. And I was so worried because, you know, how much I enjoy Mountain the wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried they were all going to be like, you know, uh, uh, you know, bouncing into each other. These, oh, my yeah. fists are sperm right now for people watching. Wearing fish concert t-shirts. Yes, yes, exactly. Are you going to go to Shakedown Street and get some shrooms with me before the show? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, one of those. Holden doesn't have to-do lists. He has to-don't lists. All right, am I being roasted by the fucking, uh, <laughs> by Ed Larson right now? Um, uh, so many little holdenators and edges, and Lexi's eggs are fucking straight up they're fucking sweet. poached. Yeah, they're good to go. Uh, they're delish. I think my eggs might be running out, which is sad because I want kids. I it bums me the fuck out this yeah. biological clock pressure. It is so frustrating to me, and the imbalance between men and women, and the fact there yeah. still is not birth control for men, like all these things, and the fact that I could live into my 40s and marry some fucking 24-year-old and pump fucking eight kids out, yeah. if, you know, if I want to as a man, but, but like a woman, no. you have to worry about your career in all these dumb ways because of that, if I've that's like what you want to do. three spooky eggs left. <laughs> it's just three women that are like, are we haunted, still here? They're haunted eggs. They're just like, they're all a little like crooked and yeah yeah um no i think you'll be fine I, and honestly i think the science is getting, getting better. better and better so i, mean, I just gotta have an eight year long relationship i'm trying to find myself and yeah. my mom is like where's the grandchildren right and I'm like, but i need to i hate and that pressure makes me crazy and it, i don't get it as a man 
and oh y'all God. get it so so much. Um, also, yeah, I, I and obviously adopt, and I think I would be completely fine if if Lexi had a broken uterus. I would be completely fine. But with, a lot of those adopted kids grow up and they're like, I was, I yeah, had trauma. They're like that creek guy they were talking about earlier. You know what I mean? Up, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to call it. I don't know if we, we didn't really get a last grump. We just talked about fertility and shit. <laughs> this has been so much fun. I guess the brighter side of not being able to conceive in older age as a woman is you can always adopt. And that's the last brighter side we will yeah. give out today. How do you feel that doing it this way? Giving out brighter sides like uh, lightning round yeah, style. I love it. This Isn't this is cool? Yeah. You should come back and do this. Thank and you. it would be great uh, also to have you and Ed at the same time if you're ever both in New York. But anytime you're in New York... Always, I love I love doing these with Ed, and I, this was fantastic to do with you. So this always is hit so me up. Interesting. I yeah. don't know how it works. I'm so happy. <laughs> I know people come over and they're just like, "What the fuck?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, it's, it's like the it's future." The future. <laughs> the future just happened so quick. Getting pregnant is not easy. Don't give up. My wife took four years to the point where we we're going to call it baby girl, then showed another following year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I have a seven year old. You can have him. I'll take him. And, and thanks, Ed, for uh, jumping into chat and saying what's up to us as well. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Take care, everybody. We'll see you again next time. Um, and uh, uh, Oh, I'm going to go to Astoria Fish House, Eddie. Yeah. Yes. I wish I could join. Oh, some shit I'm going to take do. some pictures, and I'll put them on uh, Instagram later. So do it. Amber Smelson, follow me. Uh, and yeah, oh yeah, Amber Smelson, follow Amber Smelson. Is there anything else? Is there like uh, that you want to say before we we get out? Peace you, and love. Peace and love, little babies. That's our that's our sign off line now. Just bathe in a river. But go bathe in a river, you tiny babies. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful, but we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.